A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online. And built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Date Yourself Radio. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, and I'm a green smoothie enthusiast, a radical self-care advocate, and a dating mindset coach for ambitious women looking for a deep and meaningful romantic partnership. Each week, you'll hear me answer a frequently asked question from this community, interview experts in the field, or work directly with the caller as I coach them through a dating or relationship obstacle they're facing. I give practical advice and tangible action that you can apply to your own life so you can learn how to treat yourself the way you want to be treated and get into the relationship you desire and deserve. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode number 69 of Date Yourself Radio. My name is Veronica Grant and I'm your host here and I am also a love and life coach for smart, ambitious women who feel like they have it all except for that one thing. So if you didn't listen to last Thursday's episode, I am doing a four-part series as to why smart, ambitious women attract emotionally unavailable men. So if you haven't listened to last Thursday's episode yet, that's okay, but make sure you do go back and listen to that because I do talk you through a few different areas of why you might be attracting emotionally unavailable men. So I definitely don't want you to to miss that. I think last week's is a really, really big topic. And I think a lot of women, probably most women who are attracting emotionally unavailable men will be able to relate to at least in some ways, but more likely in big ways. So as as I told you last week, I'm going to be sharing some stories with you with my own relationship experiences, my own dating experiences, and hopes that you'll be able to kind of see yourself in some ways in my in the situations that I was in, and hopefully learn from them so that you don't have to experience what I experienced, or at least a lot less of it. Because let me tell you, dating for a long time for me was not fun. It was a lot of ups and downs on an emotional roller coaster. And I'm going to get right into that in in this story. So let's jump right in. So most of us have some exes, right? People that we've dated before, but then there's usually the ex, you know, the one that really just threw you off. Like you don't even recognize the person you were when you were dating that person, because there was something about 
him that just completely captivated you and you almost weren't operating in your right mind. So you know that person, right? Like get that person in your head. He broke your heart into pieces. And maybe you were convinced that he was the one. Like maybe even maybe it wasn't even like being convinced. Maybe you actually thought he was the one. Maybe you had conversations that about getting married or staying together. Maybe you didn't, but you were just really sure that time that he was the one and it just seemed so real. And then over time, as you dated and it felt so real, you slowly began to feel him slipping away. And so you do everything you can to get his attention. You know that feeling, like you know that relationship, because I've been in there a few times. So the one I'm referring to is I was going to grad school in Jerusalem when I met him, and I was so into him, so into him. I cannot explain how into him I was. He had similar interests and values that I did. He was Jewish. I'm Jewish. He was American. I'm American. So that was great for being abroad. We were involved in some of the similar political groups over there as well. So I really loved that. We were the same age. He worked at the place I was interning. There was just so much chemistry. Like I literally thought this guy was my soulmate. I was crazy about him. So crazy. And at first I thought being with him was a little bit of a long shot. I'm not going to go too far into the whole self-worth thing because that's another topic for another day. Um, but he was just so perfect. I mean, he was just like everything that I could have possibly wanted in a guy and more again on paper. And so I psyched myself out like, Oh my God, like, is this real? Like, did I, did I deserve it? Or do I deserve it? Like, can it really be that perfect? And so in that space, in that lust filled heart and head that I was, that I had, I really, really thought that he was the one. And so after, crushing on him like crazy for about a month or so. We hung out on one night on our own. The organization that we worked for was having a dinner and I wasn't supposed to go because I was an intern or originally wasn't supposed to go because I was an intern and they weren't going to pay for me. And then they decided they would pay for me to go. So I got to go and I don't remember how it started, but honestly, we just hung out that night And here's what I did. So I was living, um, I was actually living in the West Bank at this point. So, I mean, if you pull out a map or something, I'm not going to go into Israeli-Palestinian politics right now, but I was living in the West Bank. But the only important thing you need to know is that the buses that went from Jerusalem into the West Bank, they ended around 10 o'clock. And I knew that. And so, of course, there is this dinner, I think it was on a Friday night, I conveniently uh, missed the last bus, right? So I was hanging out with him and I was like, oh, darn, the last bus already left. And so, of course, he invited me to just crash at his place. So that's how we pretty much started dating. And he was really, really into me too. And I, and I know that he was into me now. I don't know if he thought that I was the one for him. I don't know exactly what went through his mind, you know, in that much detail, but I knew, I do know that he uh, told some of his childhood friends and, and some of his friends back from home in the States about me. And so, so that was really exciting to me and very validating to me that he was telling some of his friends in the U S about me. So things were good, like really good for probably about two months. And then I began to start feeling him slip away. 
And it was so, so subtle at first. Like no one could have picked that up unless you were someone who was overanalyzing every single action and every single thing he did or said. And so my friends thought I was crazy. Even my therapist thought I was crazy. And the thing is, is that it was just small things. Like when we were texting, there would be less smiley faces or less exclamation points. I mean, it was really like small stuff. He was still initiating contact in our time together, but it was just like a tiny bit less. Like it wasn't necessarily going to be a given that he was going to text me on Thursday about getting together that weekend. And the good morning texts and just like the, hey, how are you? How's your day texts? Like they just weren't happening all of the time. And they were still happening, just not as much as they were. So I knew there was something off. And of course, I just went straight into into panic mode rather than, you know, doing what I would probably do now or what I would advise a client to do now. I just became obsessed with making sure that he liked me and that we were on the same page. And be, and I became obsessed with us getting back to exactly how things were when we first started dating. So, you know, again, like I went to Jerusalem most days because I was a grad student there and I was also working in Jerusalem. So I would try to uh, you know, I kind of knew some of the things that he did and the places that he frequented. And so I would try to run into him by chance <laughs> or finagle a situation where we'd be randomly hanging out on a Friday. And I put that in air quotes, randomly hanging out on Friday or Saturday night. So like, oh, it's already Friday night. So I might as we might as well just keep hanging out or I might as well spend the night or or whatever. And and so that's what I did for 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 months. And the more that I tried, you know, Tactically, yes, it worked a lot of times. Like we ended up hanging out when we wouldn't have otherwise, or we were talking or we saw each other when we wouldn't have otherwise. But the more desperate that I got and the more into making sure that we were seeing each other and spending time with each other, the more desperate I got. And and, and the more he slipped away. And I was so so into him still, but deep down I knew that he was definitely slipping away and Whatever our relationship started with, I knew that that was not there anymore. And so I just kept holding on to this hope of, oh, he really liked me at the beginning. It was so amazing at the beginning. Like we both were into each other at the beginning. I just need us to get back to that and then we'll be good. And then we can have a relationship. Now, truth be told, I had no clue what actually involved was involved in a relationship or in a real relationship. But, you know, that was still my thought process. So I I was pretty much in denial. And this denial just became the norm for our relationship. And even after I realized that this was not going to happen, we dated for another three or four months, you know, even after I knew that we were done and that we definitely wanted different things. So for months, my emotion du jour was 100% based on whether or not I felt like he was getting closer to me or further from me. So if he initiated something like a text or he did something else to suggest he was into me like initiate hanging out or just did something really nice or maybe put his hand on my shoulder or leg or something then I would be on cloud nine that day and if I was lucky then that good feeling would carry on to the next day and maybe even the day after that but the high highs were always short-lived and within a day or two 
three days totally max, I'd be straight back to where I was at the very bottom and stay there until, again, he initiated something with me that would get me back up to my high high. And so there was no like happy medium. There was no like coasting. It was always either just high high, like super giddy. Oh my God. Oh my God. He likes me. He likes me. He likes me. Or low, low, like oh my God, he doesn't like me. Why doesn't he like me? What can I do? He's getting away. What can I do? What do I do? Why Why do I suck? Why doesn't he like me? Like that kind of talk. So it was just one or the other. It was almost never somewhere in between. And it was really intense and it was exhausting. And I'm almost ashamed to admit that for most of those months, my life revolved around getting his attention and affection so I could get us back to how we were when we started dating. So sometimes I even ditched my friends to hang out with him. So if I if we had plans on a Friday night and I happened to run into him, I'd, I'd ditch my friends because they'd understand, right? And, you know, I was living abroad and I didn't take full advantage of living abroad. I didn't do as many of the little day or, you know, a few day trips that I wanted to do because God forbid, should I miss an opportunity to see him on a weekend or even a time when I was supposed to go into my internship? And I was getting by in my schoolwork. I was still going to classes, obviously, and doing my work, but I certainly wasn't giving it the the attention that it deserved. And most of all, our relationship and my constant need for his attention and affection were distracting me from my own needs and desires. And so I finally got to the point where I was like, oh my God, you know what? I cannot do this anymore. I cannot take the emotional roller coaster. And in fact, the things that used to give me the high highs didn't even work anymore. Like he could initiate something, but I just knew within a day or two, I'd be feeling like crap again. So the high highs, like I didn't have the high highs anymore and I couldn't stop obsessing over a relationship. So I finally had no choice but to tell him how I felt and what, and I, and I needed some clarity from him and I, I just needed to know where he was at and part of me was looking for reassurance that it was all in my head and that he was in fact into me, into me. And I can remember the, the day that I was, that I, that I did this, it was after work. And at this point, actually, he wasn't even working at the intern, the place I was interning anymore, but he lived really close to that. So I went to his apartment afterwards and I was sitting on the couch. He was sitting in his bedroom and I was actually G chatting with one of my friends And I was just thinking, he's just sitting in there and I'm sitting out here and like, I don't even know what we're doing anymore. Like, this is crazy. I just need to go in there and say something to him. And so I did. And he broke up with me right on the spot. And deep down, I knew that it was coming. Like, I mean, it was the writing was on the wall was very obvious, but I was still completely devastated because a tiny part of me had hoped that all of this was in my head and that I was just playing tricks on myself and that the overanalyzing, in fact, hadn't actually told me anything. And I was so mad at him too, because I can just, I can still hear his words. Like I was sitting there on the bed and he was sitting at his desk and he was telling me that he just wasn't feeling it anymore. As if like, he just wasn't feeling like that. Like, like, eh, I don't really feel like having eggs. Like, meh. I don't really feel it anymore. Like it was just so nonchalant. Like I couldn't stand how nonchalant it was. And had he been feeling this way for months, for weeks? Like why did he not say anything earlier? Like, I mean, I just had all of these questions that, that, 
you know, came up in my head. And I just created this whole strategy in my mind that I just needed to get his attention. If I got his attention, I could get his affection. And, and if I got his affection, or if I could get his affection, then I could start to control the situation enough so that we could get back to how we were at the beginning. So that was my plan. But here's what I left out of my little plan that I thought was working so well. I left out my own needs and desires. I was obsessed with trying to please him and to get his love that I didn't even bother to consider what I wanted or needed. One example is the whole time we dated, he refused to have us be anything official because he didn't, and I quote, believe in labels. I can remember having endless conversations about having these new agey, modern type of relationships where we didn't need labels, blah, 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 blah. And I pretended to be cool with that. But the truth is, is that I wanted that security. I wanted the label. I wanted to be his girlfriend. I wanted him to be my boyfriend. And even though there was no labels, we were still certainly in a relationship just because of the intensity and how much we time we we're spending. I mean, that is a relationship, certainly not the relationship that I wanted. But I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. Like, I don't like labels either. But it was total bullshit. It was total BS. So looking back, he wasn't really dating me. He was dating someone trapped in my body who was smothering, willing to drop everything for him and honestly, pathetic. And I say that with so much self-love and self-compassion because I was doing the best I could at the time. And I know I got a little passionate as I was sharing the story, but I'm really not mad at him and I'm not mad at me at all. I don't regret any of it. It was a really important relationship for me to have to to learn. And at the time, I just didn't even know that in a relationship that I should also consider what I need and what I want because no one ever told me that and nor did anyone ever ask me. And so I needed to have that relationship uh, so I could get, get clear on that for myself. So I have two assignments for you today. Your first assignment is to to figure out what your needs and desires are. What do you want your relationship to look and feel like every single day? What do you want your life to look and feel like every single day? And how does a relationship fit into that? So a lot of times when we think about our ideal relationship, it's either thinking about the perfect man list, or it's like thinking about the wedding day, or like, I don't know, the concept of having kids with them or whatever. But very rarely, you know, that's not a relationship. Those are just like, milestones, but I'm talking about like, what does your day to day look and feel like? Like, what are the values that you uphold? Like, what kind of life do you have? And is the person that you're going to be with, are they going to be cool with that type of lifestyle? So do you have similar life goals and values? And it's really important to to look at that. It's it's your life. And you have to figure out what you want. So I want you to answer these questions and either answer them for yourself or please let me know. You can let me know over on Instagram at Veronica E. Grant. I would love to hear. Just comment on any of my photos or send me a direct message. And I really do want to know what your needs and desires are and what you want in a relationship. And if you're not really sure or you're just never been asked and you don't even know where to begin or you don't even know what would make you happy, then I want you to join us for the dating refresh. So we start next week. If you're listening to the show around the time that it was released, it starts May 15th. So just a few days from now. So if you've been hearing about the dating refresh and you haven't signed up yet, the time to stop procrastinating is now. And I want you to go to veronicagrant.com forward slash dating refresh. Just pop in your name and email and you will get your first mini assignment right away. So here's how it works. 
you're going to get a couple of assignments to do before we actually start on Monday. And these assignments are easy. They're quick. So don't tell me that you're busy because literally you can do these things in 30 seconds or less. Not kidding. It's just a few mindset shifts that I think you need to make. Not that I think, I know you need to make. So you sign up, you get a couple little mini assignments, and then you'll get my process on Monday, May 15th. I will send you a um, mini little workbook thing to work through. Again, it will not take you that long. And really all you have to do is just look at it and be familiar with it because then we're going to gather live twice next week. You'll have two opportunities. You don't have to do both. They're going to be the same thing, just two different times for for people to to join where I will actually walk you through that process or the process uh, that you need to go through to get clarity on what you need and want in a relationship so that you can attract it into your life. And you also, it's going to be, it's not just like a Facebook live. We're just going to listen to me talk. It's actually going to be an open line. So you're actually going to get some direct coaching from me and you can ask me questions directly as it relates to why you're attracting the types of guys you're attracting or how to get more clarity on what you actually want and need in your ideal relationship. So again, the link to join us is veronicagrant.com forward slash dating refresh. So you can just type that into your browser on your smartphone if you're listening or just tap the podcast player and then then you just tap the picture. And this is like a trick that I learned just a couple months ago and it's mind blowing. Um, anyway, so you just tap the picture as the podcast is, is playing and then it will show you the show notes and then all of the links that are hyperlinked or all the words that are hyperlinked in the show notes, they'll be hyperlinked. So you'll actually be able to to click that. If you're just looking at your podcast feed and like looking at all the episodes and you open up the show notes, nothing's hyperlinked there. So you will have to actually type in veronicagrant.com forward slash dating refresh. But if you have like the full screen, it's just one episode on your smartphone, just tap it and um, tap the hyperlink for the dating refresh. And we start next week. So stop procrastinating and join us. It's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna bring you so much clarity. It's the exact process I take my clients through. And it's really step number one. So if you're attracting emotionally unavailable men, if you can't figure out what's not working and and what issues you might want to look at or resolve or getting over an ex like this is number one, you've got to be super clear on who you are and what you want and what you want your life to look like. So start with step one. I will see you there. Oh, and I don't know if I mentioned, but it's totally free. All right. So I'll see you in the dating refresh. And then next week, I will be back with part three of why smart, ambitious women attract emotionally unavailable men. See you then. Hey, Veronica here. And before you go, I have an important question for you. Do you know what you want? Like, do you really, really know what you want in your ideal relationship? And I'm not talking about a perfect man list. I'm talking about, do you know how you want your ideal relationship to look and feel like in your everyday life? Do you know how your relationship will fit into your desired lifestyle? And if you haven't asked yourself those questions, then there's a good chance that dating does feel exhausting and ineffective and like a crappy second job that's actually costing you money. So think of it this way. How would you go about it if you're going to buy a car? Would you show up at Ford one day and test drive a truck and then Dodge the next day and test drive a minivan and then Volvo the next day and test drive a convertible? No way. That sounds crazy and it sounds ineffective and like a huge waste of time. But the truth is that's how many women date and look for love. So when you're looking to buy a car, you might consider your needs. Like, do you have to schlep around a bunch of kids or do you live where there's lots of snow and ice and you need all-wheel drive? You have to consider your wants. Do you want to be able to put a bike rack on the back of your car 
or do you want an eco-friendly car? And then what stage of life are you in? Do you want this car to last forever and be your child's first car one day? Or are you at a point where you're not really taking around kids anymore and you want something fun like a convertible? There's no wrong answer here, but these are all really important questions that you ask yourself before you waste time going to every single dealership in town. But we don't do this when we look for a relationship until we end up wasting our time in the wrong relationships and going on a lot of dates that never needed to happen in the first place. So being super clear in a deep way of what you want in a relationship is going to save you so much time, energy, and emotional bandwidth when you're dating. So imagine being able to go on fewer but higher quality dates rather than more but low quality dates. And imagine being able to walk away from relationships or say no to dates confidently without second guessing yourself because you know that that person in that relationship isn't going to fit your lifestyle and what your needs and wants are. And imagine not obsessing with how he feels, but being able to take a step back and consider, hmm, do I even like this person? Is he going to be able to fulfill my needs and wants as he fit into my life? So continuing to shoot in the dark or have arbitrary standards will keep you feeling like dating is a chore and will continue to be exhausting and demoralizing. And it's not going to lead you to your ideal relationship. This is not how you find meaningful love. So let's stop the guessing game and let's stop shooting in the dark and let's do a dating refresh together. I'm going to help you get clearer than you've ever been before on what you want in your ideal relationship. And we're going to do that in the dating refresh. So get started by heading over to veronicagrant.com forward slash dating refresh. It's all smushed into one word. And as soon as you sign up, I'll give you a short and easy assignment that you can do that will instantly help you get the clarity you need so you can actually have the relationship you want. Then we're going to gather together for a live workshop where I'll give you my personal support so you can get super clear on what your ideal relationship looks and feels like. And not only are we going to do that, I'm going to walk you through some of the top red flags that I think you should look out for that a lot of other people don't really talk about. And we're going to use what you want in your ideal relationship. And I'm going to show you how to actually attract men with those qualities to you and into your life. And by the way, it's all free. So join me. The link to join is veronicagrant.com forward slash dating refresh. And I cannot wait to get you started. Thank you for listening to Date Yourself Radio. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive free coaching with me in an upcoming episode or submit your question. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe to it in iTunes. I would also be so grateful if you left a review since that helps me share the power of dating yourself with more women. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be a part of my community at veronicagrant.com. Until next week, here's to treating yourself the way you want to be treated. Much love and happy dating. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.